Well, hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Off the Bench podcast. I'm glad you guys have joined me. I want to talk a little bit about Proverbs 31 today, that annoying uh, do-it-all woman that we've all been reading about since we were knee-high to a grasshopper in light of the fact that woman face is everywhere in the culture right now and that we see men masquerading around as women, I want to remind you today that the Bible says that as women, and I'm talking about biological women made in the image of God, God has a unique and wonderful plan for you and a heart for you. Psalms and Proverbs are full of God's declarations of love for you. Proverbs 14 verse 1 says, a wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears it down. Today, we're going to spend a little bit of time looking at what it means to tear down your house and what it looks like to build it up. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, hey, you guys, before I jump into today's topic, I want to remind you that I am getting ready to hit the road. I will be in Round Rock, Texas a week From today. And if you've never been to a Teach Some Diligently conference, I'm here to tell you right now, you are missing out. It is a great opportunity to come and be encouraged. It's a wonderful place for you to meet friends, to look at curriculum, have an awesome vendor hall. It's just a fantastic organization. And I've been speaking for Teach Some Diligently for quite a few years. And this year, I'm bringing an entirely new set of workshops. I'm really excited about that. Also, I'm going to be speaking for the Answers for Women conference at the ARC Encounter in Williamstown, Kentucky. That's March 30th through April the 1st. After that, I'll be heading to Anchorage, Alaska for the homeschool convention on April 20th. And then on the 21st and 22nd, I'll be speaking virtually for a conference on grief for grieving parents. And that is called Discerning Biblical Truth. I'm going to have a virtual presentation. It is also an in-person conference. And if you guys are struggling with this in your life or you know someone who is, it's going to be a wonderful conference. I'll link back to that in the show notes today. April 29th, I'll be headed to Hermantown, Minnesota for the Homeschool Northland Homeschool Convention. Several of you have asked me why why go to a homeschool convention. Listen, I believe, and I mean, maybe call me old school, but I think we need each other. And the reason I love homeschool conventions, I love it for, uh, well, a whole bunch of reasons, but I love that there's a sense of camaraderie. You're going to find that uh, you're going to learn something maybe that you hadn't learned before. You're going to meet other people who are walking the same road that you are. Almost all of these conferences have tracks for parents. So whether you're a new homeschooler or you're a mom with multiples or you're homeschooling a high schooler or maybe you have a special needs child. Uh, or you just want some encouragement, this is the place for you. So I want to encourage you guys, pay attention to your state organizations, look to see when their homeschool conference is at, and then go, take your kids and go, or grab a girlfriend and or two or three and make it a girlfriend's weekend or maybe make it into a marriage retreat. I know that whenever I go to speak, oftentimes I speak on marriage. You guys know me because you listen to my podcast. I speak a lot on the culture. This year out on the road, I'm going to be equipping uh, audiences with real world ways to get off the bench and get onto the battlefield, to engage in what's happening around you. Uh, I don't feel discouraged. I know some of you are, are discouraged by what you see happening around you. I don't feel discouraged because I am seeing 
more and more and more of God's people beginning to take their rightful place. You guys were born for this time in history. And it's encouraging for me to just watch how much growth we have experienced at MomStrong International uh, in recent years. And for those of you who are not familiar with that, this is my my women's Bible study group, and I've been writing studies there now almost every month. Sometimes the the uh, the studies will stretch for two months at a time. But next month, starting in April, I'm going to be presenting a study that I've been working on for a while called Supernatural. Having a Creator Changes Everything. I'm going to be taking you through Genesis 1 to 11. My friend Ken Ham often refers to Genesis 1 to 11 in light of what's happening in the culture as the Genesis 1 to 11 attack, because what we learn in Genesis 1 to 11 is foundational to uh, walking with God in this broken, upside down, crazy, mixed up world. Everything that we need to know about how our Christian faith is um, foundationally situated can be learned in Genesis 1 to 11. Whether we're talking about male and female or we're talking about marriage or God's plan for sexuality, we're different than the animals. You heard me say just a few days ago that I find it fascinating that you hear so many teachers in our schools and in our public universities talking about how we're really no different than the apes. When was the last time you saw an ape form a council because someone in their community had committed a crime? Animals don't have an intrinsic sense of right and wrong. Human beings do. We were made in the image of God. All of these things are addressed in the book of Genesis. And in fact, uh, I was thinking and I was talking to my kids about this uh, sitting around the dinner table the other day that, you know, kind of going back over the story of Cain and Abel. And you guys may remember that uh, Cain offered an offering to the Lord and so did his brother Abel. God rejected Cain's offering, but he accepted Abel's offering. Cain then became angry and God confronts Cain and he tells him that sin is crouching at the door. He's trying to say, get a handle on this seed of sin that you are allowing to fester in your heart. Of course, Cain rejects God's clear instruction and ends up murdering his brother Abel. But I I was struck by it this time, and I've read the story, you know, dozens and dozens of times in my life, but I was struck by the fact that Cain's offering wasn't rejected by God. Because it was an offering from the ground, right? Cain was a, a a farmer and Abel tended to the flocks. It was because God saw Cain's heart. He knew that the offering that that he was giving to God came from a heart in rebellion against God. And you guys, you can't outrun the Lord. You cannot outrun him. So whatever it is that you're facing in your life today, uh, God wants to be intimately apart of helping you to walk with him, to walk inside the boundary of God, to experience the blessing that comes from knowing him and walking in right relationship with him. I've been talking for the last, well, probably a month and a half over at uh, my my subscription Bible study service, MomStrong International, going through a study that I wrote on the irreplaceable role of women, of mothers in particular in the culture. And as the society continues to spiral out of control, you saw me yesterday talking about uh, Dylan Mulvaney and the stupidity of watching these men dress up as women and decide, hey, if I put on a wig and lipstick, then suddenly that makes me a woman with with uh, female experiences. 
I think that we need to start celebrating what it means to be made in the image of God as a woman. And one of the unique responsibilities that God has given us as women is to be homemakers. And the home is only as solid as its foundation. Many of you have heard the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? That's because mom sets the tone in the home. Mom is the one who kind of keeps her finger on the spiritual barometer, so to speak, in the home. And if we're not walking with the Lord, if we're not uh, looking at raising our families and keeping a home as a tremendous privilege and responsibility, then we're missing out on the blessing that God would have for us. So today, as you consider the tremendous blessing that you have been given as a woman, take a little bit of time for a little bit of self-reflection. Let's think back today over our lives, and everybody's going to have you know, a little bit different experiences, but I want you to think with me for just a minute about a homemaker that you admire, someone that you look up to, that you have seen that they have poured themselves into their homes and into their families and into their children. And while there are lots of ways to be distracted from the role that we have as women, from partnering with God in the raising of our children and the nurture of our homes and of our marriages, God doesn't want you to miss out on the tremendous blessing of being content at home. The home is where the foundation for the lives of your children is really set. And if the foundation is weak, it will break apart and the house will collapse. And the same thing is true with the home spiritually. If a home or a family is to be a solid and strong and unified home, then it must be built on the firm foundations of the word of God. If you're watching this on YouTube today, I'm going to be taking the next couple of minutes from the study that I wrote for MomStrong International, and I'll show it to you. It looks like this, called Irreplaceable. This is a fantastic study on the role of mothers and how precious it is. And Jesus wants to be the chief cornerstone in your home. In other words, everything that you build in your home should be built around that cornerstone. And so if Jesus is the cornerstone, then that means everything that we do needs to take that cornerstone into account. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. The Bible teaches us that a wise woman builds her home. And of course, you know, when when the Bible says she builds her home, she's not, you know, we're not talking about a physical building. We're talking about a metaphorical building. And as homemakers, we're called to be wise, to build up and strengthen. Homemaking is more than just keeping a clean house and getting food on the table. An excellent homemaker's first priority is her home and her family. She manages her home very well. And this doesn't mean that she does everything for herself. Uh, This is why you've heard me say many times before, boy, you know, if you need help homeschooling your children, get the help that you need. If you need help at home, train your children. Boy, that's the first thing, mom. Train your kids to help you. If you've got, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 year olds at your house, you got little helpers for it and you should be training them to help you. Because your job is to manage your home with wisdom. And it's wisdom that tells a mom when it's time to train her children to be help around the house. So your job is to decide what jobs need to be completed and then decide when these things should be done. 
and who should do them. And so if you're not training your children to help you, uh, you're missing out on a tremendous blessing. First of all, your kids need to know uh, that they're a valuable part of your home, that you rely on them. When my kids were little, I was known for having, you know, all kinds of charts. And I had charts. Some of them worked. <laughs> some of them, some of them didn't. But the reason that I did that was because I wanted there to be order in my home. And because we had so many children, I really had to manage my time well. I had to be thinking constantly ahead, sort of one step ahead at least of my family and one step ahead of the children in terms of meals, in terms of uh, keeping the house tidy and clean. And so I did something in our home that we called zones. And so I would uh, I would assign the children different zones. So for example, the entryway might be a zone. And if we did a zone cleanup every day at four o'clock, right before dad came home from work, that meant that all of the kids who were able to help kind of scattered to their assigned zone and they tidied it up. Some kids had bathroom zones. Some kids had the kitchen or the laundry. And it was a way of making sure that our house was in order before Jay came home from work. And it was a really, really wonderful thing to do. I have written about this uh, in a book called The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, How to Fit Your Size 16 Day into a Size 10. And you can buy that book on Amazon. You can go to HeidiStJohn.com, just buy it directly from me at the store. But if you want to find out more uh, ideas on how you can uh, prep your home for success and just be more present as a mom and really squeeze all the things that you have to do into the 24 hours that you've been given every day, check out that book, The Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. Let's look for just a minute at Proverbs 31. So this is that that annoying <laughs> that annoying chapter in the Bible. I always told my my daughters, that I that the most frustrating thing to me about the Proverbs 31 woman was she had servants. She had people that were helping her. And I was like, where are my servants? When do I get servants? You know, said in my best, you know, Larry voice from Veggie Dells. But let's look at verse 13, because I want, I'm going to read some of these verses to you. And then I want to think about what's one word that we would use to describe the Proverbs 31 woman based on that verse. So verse 13 says, she seeks wool and flax and works with willing hands. She works with willing hands. When when I read this, I think this is an industrious woman. One thing I've really been encouraged by in recent years, I mean, very recent years, is a return to simple things, the simple art of homemaking. Lots of people making sourdough bread right now. And in fact, that's my favorite thing to do when I'm done with all my things during the day and I just want to unwind is to open up Instagram and search for uh, sourdough recipes and bread making tips. Because while a lot of my children are gone now, not home anymore, I've turned my attention to different things around our house. And I don't know if I've said this on the show before. Oh, I, pr- I probably have. But if I, if the Lord hadn't called me to be speaking and traveling, um, and if he hadn't burdened my husband and my, myself with starting the Homeschool Resource Center and helping you guys start them, my very favorite place to be is home. I would I would seriously never leave. <laughs> I love being home. I love trying new recipes. I like figuring out how you can make Brussels sprouts and bacon taste even better. Uh, I love creating an environment that my kids want to come home to and that my husband feels at peace in. I think this is one of the unique things that God gifts to women. And the Bible talks about with glowing recommendations the Proverbs 31 woman as being industrious, working with willing hands. 
um, a few weeks ago, I told you guys I had surgery. I guess it's been almost a month now, but I was down, 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 down for the count for several weeks. And before that, I was kind of getting ready to go into the surgery. And so I had made extra food, kind of put some things in the in the freezer. And it occurred to me when I was laying in bed for those couple of weeks and I couldn't really do much that I really wanted to be involved in the goings on of my own home. That is the heart of a mom. It's very hard. You guys ever notice how hard it is for you just to sit there and watch, you know, dishes stack up in the sink or you know that there's something that needs to be done or you want to make dessert or brownies or whatever it is you want to do. It's because God has uniquely wired you to be industrious at home. Verse 15 says, she rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household. I am a girl who loves daylight savings time. I I don't like the switch. I wish we just keep it at daylight savings time because I love the longer days. I love it that the sun doesn't go down in my neck of the woods in the summertime, doesn't go down till around 9.45, 10 o'clock at night. And I actually love that because to me, daylight is life. You know, I love watching the, the sun streaming in through the windows in my home. But the Bible says that the disciplined woman rises while it's still yet night and provides food for her household. I've been praying about this in my own life, especially in the season where I've been um, sidelined a little bit. I guess it's a, it's a good way. That's how I felt. And I was praying about it the other day, just asking the Lord just to renew my heart and give me fresh vision and energy for the season ahead. And I thought about the many things that women, as women, we are responsible for throughout the day. And if you're a mom with a lot of little kids, you're going to maybe feel like your crock pots and curriculum from sunup to sundown. And I want to encourage you to take some time in the morning to rise while it's still dark. Now, I'm not, if you've got a brand new baby, I'm not talking to you, just plug your ears. But for those of us who are beyond the childbearing uh, years and we don't have a newborn at home and we're not up all night with little ones, I want you to pray about considering getting up several hours ahead of the rest of your family. So think of it like this. So maybe from five to eight, that's the time that you dedicate to working out, to coming up with a meal plan, to tidying up your kitchen, whatever it is, five, 5 a.m. to 8 a.m. And then 8 a.m. to 5 a.m. or 5 p.m., you are dedicating that time to other people. All right. So some of you are like, what in the world? Five to eight. Listen, you guys, it goes by fast. Okay. Because <laughs> I've been doing it. Uh, not not since bef- uh, before my surgery, I was doing it. There is something so life-giving about being disciplined, rising while it's dark, spending time with the Lord, uh, you know, watching your exercise videos, whatever it is, coming up with a plan for the day and then getting your children moving that is so life-giving. And I think it's in line with God's heart for women in verse 15. She rises while it's yet night and provides food for her household. In other words, she's directing the day. So that at the end of the day, your family is well fed. So think about that. Five to eight for you and then eight to five or eight to, you know, eight, 10, 12, whatever it is. But those those few hours in the morning, if you can rise and give, I know it's a, a big window, so you'd have to get up earlier, but um, I'm telling you, it goes by really fast. And so whenever I've been able to do it, just that time that I spend with the Lord is richer because I'm not rushed. I'm getting ready for my day. I'm not rushed. And that's why I like to give myself that window. So uh, again, I'm going to, some of you are like scratching your heads right now and rolling your eyes at me, but I, I, I know this is resonating with some of you. So think about it this way. Five to eight is for you and the Lord. And then eight to five 
is for everyone else. All right. Verse 16 says, she considers a field and buys it. With a fruit of her hand, she plants a vineyard. Uh, I wrote down one word for this and I said, ah, she's realtor. (laughs) You guys, there's nothing wrong with being industrious. Where can you invest your money? How can you make money? How can you um, further your family financially, even while you're raising children? For many years, I did uh, what a lot of young moms do. I sold Tupperware. Did you guys know that? I sold Tupperware. My favorite bowl in the house is still my That's a Bowl. It's all beat up and old now, but it's still my favorite. Um, But I did that so that my family would have a little bit of extra income and it would still allow me to be home with my children. Uh, God wants you to be industrious and fruitful. At home, verse 18, she perceives that her merchandise is profitable. So playing off of verse 16, really, and her lamp does not go out at night. I said that to me that that's, that's a woman who's enterprising. And so she's not wasting her time on Instagram. She's not mindlessly sitting there, you know, watching movies or, or uh, putzing away her time. She is conscious and conscientious about how she spends her time. Verse 21, she's not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. You know what that tells me about her? She's a planner. She's preparing for the future. One of the things that I wrote about in the Busy Homeschool Mom's Guide to Daylight, which is filled with schedule ideas and meal ideas and all kinds of uh, just tips and things that I learned from raising a very large family on on a relatively small income. And one of them was to learn to be a planner and how to set my kids clothes aside so that when one child grew out of them, another one was ready to be growing into them. I learned the art of thrift store shopping. I still love thrift store shopping. Here's a shout out to my friend Brooke in Battleground, Washington at Kids Clothes, where I still consign our clothes and I still go shopping down there. Uh, it's wise to buy your clothes that way, that way. It's wise to be enterprising in that way. And that then you're planning ahead, which is why the Bible says she's not afraid of snow for household because all of her household is clothed in scarlet. She planned ahead. And finally, verse 25, strength and dignity are her clothing. And she laughs at the time to come. Uh, That's a woman who is fearless. That's a woman who recognizes that her hope is found in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Psalm says that some might trust in horses and some might trust in chariots, but we don't. We trust in the name of the Lord. Women, you have been given an incredible role in your family. There's no one else like you. No one can replace you. No one can love your children the way that you do. No one will care about keeping your home the way that you do. God has uniquely placed that in you, and it's something to be celebrated. If you guys would like to check out this study, you can download it today by simply going to momstronginternational.com and check it out. The study, again, is called Irreplaceable the life-giving, soul-steadying role of mothers. I think you guys will enjoy it and hopefully it blesses and encourages you in the uniquely feminine role that God has given you. Thank you guys for listening. We would love to hear from you. If you'd like to submit a question or a show idea or just simply comment on something that we've been talking about here at the show, just go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith 